You're listening to 5AA Breakfast. David Penberthy and Will Goodings. Right on six minutes after eight. Well, the big news globally in the last 45 minutes has been the news out of Italy that the lockdown has been extended now, meaning, according to the Italian Prime Minister, that all shops across the country, keeping in mind this is a country of some 60 million people, are to be closed apart from food shops and chemists. Now, so just imagine that in your neighbourhood in Adelaide, your suburb, walking around the city of Adelaide. The only thing they're open are food stores and pharmacies. Mm. Nothing else is open. So what we thought we'd do this morning for breaking at eight is get a sense of what it's like living in Italy at the moment under these conditions and in a lockdown. Anthony Curnow is an Adelaide man who's just recently moved to Milan, as I understand it. Anthony, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing? We're good, thank you, Anthony. So just describe what it's like. What's your life like now living in Italy, Anthony? Um, yeah, so since the quarantine measures uh, came into effect, it's been pretty much uh, a lot of time inside. Um, we haven't been able to go out much. Um, so, yeah, a lot of Netflix, a lot of time on the internet, a lot of reading. What are you doing for food? Uh, yeah. Uh, food, well, we stopped up a little bit before um, the quarantine measures came into place, um, but the supermarkets are still open and they're pretty well stocked, uh, to be honest, so it hasn't really been much of an issue. Uh, so you're allowed to come and go yeah, to buy food from the local supermarket, yeah? Yeah, yeah, so it's all fine to walk down to the supermarket and grab what you need, um, but apart from that, things like yeah, bars, restaurants, uh, cafes, they're all shut. Um, but they've been closed for the last couple of days, so um, it's really something everyone's trying to get on board. So when you say, just trying to get my head around how it actually works in practice, having a curfew, is it is it asked of citizens that they just observe it and, and do the right thing, or is it enforced? Are there police around? I, they're not more police than usual. It's just um, it's something that they've mainly asked people to, to get on board with, um, and certainly... That's probably been how I would describe the atmosphere is that there's kind of a general sense that everyone needs to do their part to, to make sure that the virus doesn't spread anymore. Um, so it doesn't really feel too frightening as such in, in, in that sense. Um, it's more kind of like a civic duty. Mm. So you're in Milan, which is sort of the epicentre of it in, in Italy. Just describe from your perspective, yeah. someone living and working there, what's it been like, the progress of it? Because the sense now is that maybe it wasn't taken as seriously as it should have been in the early stages there. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it was one of those things right up until January that was kind of seemed quite distant still. Um, then when kind of the first cases came through to Italy, people say started taking it a little bit more seriously. Um, and that's kind of when things progressed. Uh, a little bit more um, and people have, have since pretty much since then uh, people have really picked up on you know hygiene measures you know you see people washing their hands quite frequently um, people are keeping that you know one meter distance um, between each other um, so kind of really uh, once those cases started to arrive people started to take it a little bit more seriously and then progressively from that it just rolled into this uh, kind of, yeah, thing that everyone's really on board with. How long had you been in Italy before all this started, Anthony? 
well, I arrived here in December 2019. Okay, uh, so you've been there for so living there for quite a while. Three months. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Have they given any indication as to how long this lock-in is going to continue for? Yes, yeah, so the new measures are, are only for 15 days, um, but uh, schools and universities uh, and other kind of tourist attractions will probably be closed for until about early April. Um, and the main aim of that is just to restrict the amount of contacts people have uh, with each other or the, the opportunities that they have to spread the virus. Mm. So, I mean, Anthony, how widespread is it from just from your experience? Do you, do you know multiple people? Do you know anyone that's been infected with coronavirus? No, I know. Don't I don't know anyone that's been infected with the virus at all. Um, my, you know, most most people at this time of year this year have you know a, a cold or something like that or a sniffles or something. But um, the testing has been quite widespread, and certainly no one that I know has the virus. Um, you know, in a country of 60 million people, it's um, the number of cases is still relatively small. Mm. And what do you do? What do work-wise, Anthony? What do you do? And uh, there must be concerns in the in the business community about how this is going to affect things and how how long things take to sort of chug back up to full steam. Yeah, certainly. Um, so I think a lot, a lot of small businesses, particularly you know, family-owned uh, restaurants, those types of businesses they really going to feel it um other kind of big companies they've got staff working home or they've had staff working home for the last uh, couple of weeks so for them it's kind of business as usual um you know where, where staff can work remotely but yeah for, for small businesses and you know others that kind of depend on having a brick and mortar store it's uh, a bit more difficult um and the government here, I think, is trying to lessen the impact as much as they can. But, um, you know, obviously it is, it is a pretty big disruption. Are you working there, Anthony? And if so, how has it affected your, your job? Um, well, I've, I've been working as a remote researcher, so so far it hasn't uh, really changed too much uh, for me work-wise. Mm. Um, but certainly other people I know, um, up until a week ago, they were at the office. Uh, now they're, you know, at home with their computer and just chugging away from home. So, you know, whether that means being around the kids or, uh, you know, with whoever else you've got in your family, um, it's, uh, yeah, working in that kind of environment. And, of course, here here in Italy, you know, the, the apartment sizes tend to be a bit smaller. Um, my houses tend to be a bit smaller than back in Australia. So, you know, I imagine for some people it probably feels pretty tight. You know. mm. Are they, are they, when, so I don't know if you're across Australia's rather comical at times toilet paper <laughs> shortage. Are there shortages of things in in shops in Milan at the moment? Um, no, not not really. Actually, I, I went to the supermarket yesterday, um, and they had like they had plenty of fresh fruit and veg. Um, there was toilet paper. <laughs> no issue getting that. Uh, really, the only thing that has been low has been hand sanitizers, but um, you know. They haven't really been in the supermarket for probably the last month, I'd say. So yeah. Aside from that, there's not really any, any of a change to, to what you find in the supermarket. Just finally, Anthony, have you got family back here in Australia, in Adelaide, and is there anything you'd like to say to them just in case they've been worried about the situation you find yourself yeah. in? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, oh, not to worry. Um, no, we're, we're pretty well stocked up here. Um, we've got um, plenty of uh, pasta and 
dried you know, dried food to, to last us you know, at least another month. So <laughs> we're all good. I got to say, if you're going to get if you're going to get quarantined anywhere, the idea of having a continental top shelf Italian <laughs> Milan deli down the road, where you have to make the best of a bad yeah. situation, eating nothing but you know prosciutto, capocollo, parmigiano reggiano, and maybe a bottle of Chianti, doesn't sound too bad to me. Yeah, I know it's not too bad at all in that sense. Mate, great talking to you. You sound like you're in good spirits and you're you're keeping it all in perspective. We really appreciated your time, Andy Kerno, Adelaide man. In Milano. What about that? What an experience. We've been there for three months. Turn up, new job, <laughs> working, new life. Yeah. Lockdown. Amazing. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. It's our biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.